when we go into these exams, if you're not so petrified that something is going to happen, something's going to go wrong, you're probably going to end up doing better even if something does go wrong. Yo! Hello. Welcome to the Seven Sage LSAT podcast. My name is Henry Young, and I'm joined with my co-host. Asta Sinha. Now, this week, we had a different episode planned, but we wanted to put a pause on that to talk about what happened in August. There was a lot that oh. happened in August, August 2023. We tried out a new Leo pottery. season happened in August, <laughs> baby. Let's go. <laughs> Talking about the August exam, though, uh, there were quite a few things that happened, and we had a lot of students, a lot of clients reaching out to us about what to do right and and what how to handle something like that so for those of you that might not know in august uh the lsac switched over to a different proctoring service so they went from proctor u which they had used pretty much since covid started and had been doing virtual exams to prometric now prometric had two Mm. kind of main features to it one was the in-person testing centers and the second were the online you know they just kind of switched over their proctoring service from what i heard at least i don't know if you heard anything different henry but the people who took the test in person had a pretty decent time no major issues everything seemed to work out pretty well but a lot of people who took the test online using prometric uh, had serious proctor issues where the proctor just didn't show up their proctor left halfway through the exam uh, and as a result many people weren't able to finish the test when they planned to do it in august so we've had a lot of people reaching out to us about retakes right what to do in the time in between retakes how to study when you know that you're ready for the exam so we thought it'd be best to you know spend an episode just kind of talking about the different things to consider and and what to be thinking about when you are retaking so before we kind of get into that henry i'd love to hear from you what did you hear about the august exam i know you work a little bit more closely with students than i do um what was the story honestly most of my clients had a, a pretty pretty smooth experience I really think. okay uh, yeah fairly smooth one of them did not and, and will be retaking in in september mm-hmm. so yeah i mean but this is nothing new yeah you know, it, it's nothing new that's that's I've, I've talked a little about this in the webinar like at, at this point there's always something that happens yeah you know like there really is always a, a day which there's going to be a mass amount of technical errors has there ever been a smooth testing experience where everyone just everything went perfectly at least uh, technically probably not I, I mean i can't remember one yeah not mine <laughs> yeah Did not mine either no yeah and we both took it years ago so this is something that just constantly happens and it's a little bit i mean it's ridiculous in the sense that yeah they should be providing a testing experience that is uniform and uh smooth where the hardest part is just the exam itself rather than taking the exam or even loading in getting a proctor but I also think, and this is what I try to tell like my clients, you want to expect that there's something bad is going to happen. Mm. And it's not in like a fatalistic way. Yeah. But it's more of a, like, why would you expect anything differently? Right? LSAC has not shown that, uh, or I, I, it's not, I shouldn't just blame LSAC because it's really, I guess it's their service instead, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but these service, these proctoring services have just not shown themselves to be reliable yeah. ever. There's a, it's like a little like fool me once, shame on you fool me twice, shame on me kind of situation. Yeah. There's always like a mass uproar afterwards. And it, I, I want to say it's like, it's rightful, right? In the way that, like, like you said, you, you know, I buy a nice coffee. I want a nice coffee. Uh, but also, if I haven't been able to get a nice coffee for the past two months, I should kind of prepare for that. Yeah. Right? Like, hey, look, maybe I'm going to go down the street. 
to this other coffee shop instead of just you know, being upset. And, and now, of course, it's, it's not me saying, like, don't be upset. A lot of it is just me trying to say, like, when you're taking this exam, I would just expect something bad to happen. Yeah. Right? And now, and it's not like, oh, there's nothing you can do about it, but just prepare for that mentally. Mm-hmm. Just be like, it's okay. Uh, it, it's okay. If something bad happens on test day, it's going to be just fine. I totally agree. Uh, this is a test of ha- it's a test of habits. It's not like you're going to forget everything all of a sudden. And obviously there are you know better environments and better conditions to take the test, but uh, just preparing for, for that. I don't want to call it an inevitability, but it, it, it it's like... It kind of almost is. It's like going to Dunkin' Donuts, right, and expecting your coffee to taste yeah. the same every time. It simply won't. Yeah. Like, it, it just yeah. won't happen. I used to go to Dunkin' Donuts almost every day uh, mm-hmm. back when I was still in Florida, and every single day I ordered the exact same thing. The order was the same. You would think they had, like, measuring cups or something, but no, my drink was different every single time I got that coffee order. And yeah. and sim- like, kind of like what you're talking about, right? When we go into these exams, if you're not so petrified that something is going to happen something's going to go wrong you're probably going to end up doing better even if something does go wrong i know so many students who are just so scared like so afraid that when they get in a test day their proctor's not going to show up or they're going to lose a little bit of time all these different things you can work past that and you can still score very well despite that and so i i completely agree i think the first thing to keep in mind you know whether you took august or you're planning on taking a future exam and you're just nervous about those proctor issues I get it. I really, truly understand. It is scary to do all of this work and prepare this much and then something out of your control happens. However, there are a lot of things about test day that are still in your control, even if those issues happen. You can still rely on your habits. You can still rely on your strategies. You can still bounce back. And to some extent, you know, maybe this is a test of that, right? What your your perseverance level is. How well can you get through some of these issues? Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And it's something that I try to remind as many students as I interact with, you know, it's going to be okay, even if there is a proctor yeah. issue. Now, yeah, there are yeah. a couple things I do want to say about how you should prepare for proctor issues to try to prevent them. Now, obviously, a lot of what happened in August was beyond students' controls. There was nothing they could do about their proctor just not coming back to the test. But generally, yeah. you want to make sure you read up on, you know, the requirements for online testing, what can be in your room, what supplies you're allowed to have, what things are or aren't allowed. If you just spend five minutes right brushing up on those rules before test day you can probably avoid some of the things that a lot of people run into that again are still within your control now Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and move on into you know what happens after so let's say you took august you're planning on retaking in september because you had some proctor issues or maybe you're taking a completely different test and just didn't go the way that you wanted to and you're planning on retaking a lot of people ask me you know what am i supposed to do You know, a lot of times if you're taking, you know, one test and you're retaking the very next one, you've only got about a month-ish, maybe even less than that, depending on when score releases to to study and really prepare. So, Henry, what do you tell your students to do in the meantime? What's kind of the advice that you give there? Yeah, well, I mean, I I tell all my students, like, you can give yourself a a day or two break. Really, it depends on what your your goals are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I guess before we even, even get to this point, uh, just to to circle back a little (laughs) bit and circling back to the preparation one thing you really want to be doing is like consistently scoring higher than your goal score yeah is usually what i say and and the reason why is very rarely do you (laughs) do you get really lucky or or you you punch above your weight class yeah it's more often the other way uh the other way around and so you want to make sure you have a little bit of wiggle room like if you're aiming for a 165 it it shouldn't be that you're just barely eking out 165s on PTs 
uh, and running out of time. Like ideally, you're comfortably scoring above 165, uh, you know, consistently. Yeah. Uh, and that way, when you, you do hit a, a little bit of a hiccup or you did, do hit a bit of a, a snafu, if you will, uh, it's it's going to just bring you back down to your goal score area. Yeah. Uh, and in in that vein too, uh, when you are are deciding like when you're going to take the test or or preparing for the test, you really need to continue studying. Mm-hmm. Right? You really need to be in a place where you are consistently scoring above your goal score. That that way, so when test day does come around. You can feel pretty confident. Like, even if it's a really bad day, you'll still get somewhere close to where you want to be. Yeah. Um, in regards to the, the space between retakes, I usually tell my clients, like, yeah, you know, give yourself a day, depending how stressed out you are, right? You know, day, day two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to keep studying, right? Like, I, I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, but obviously, well, I do know why you wouldn't, right? It's like, it's not particularly riveting or fun to study. You don't enjoy you're studying, really studying the your- LSAT, right? Yeah, but you're but you're really setting yourself up for um, a potentially bad outcome if the score gets released. You realize you didn't do as well as you wanted to, and then you needed to study. And that that you of the future um, would have been much happier yeah. had they continued studying. It wouldn't be as big of a of a deal. Absolutely. Right, so the way you want to look at this is like if you continue studying, it makes like the worst case scenario. Not so bad, mm-hmm. right? Your worst case scenario: oh, you need to retake again, or you, you did uh, worse than you your than you thought you would uh, than you thought you would. Well, you would much rather do worse than you thought you would and have an additional two weeks of studying under your belt than worse than you thought you would and feel like you didn't study at all. Yeah, right. So it, that's why I, I, I usually say it's like even if you even if you don't even have a PT planned or not a PT, uh, excuse me, test uh, a test in the future planned. I would still study. You never know. Yeah. Right? You, you really never know. It's it's two weeks. It's two weeks is going to save you a lifetime of stress. Now, does that studying have to look like crazy? No. But at the very least, you're touching on something every day, right? It, at the very least, you're keeping the the wheels greased. Is that a term? I, I think so. Oiled? Yeah. Well, oiled. You want to keep the machine. You got to keep the machine running. Yeah, okay? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You, got, you got to keep the car moving. I'm really, I'm really uh, glad you mentioned that because... There, there are a couple things I want to say to that. Number one, there are there's only about a month in between test days, right? From one testing session to the next, uh, yeah. depending on where you are in the year. Right now, we're kind of in the fall. So we had August. We're going to have September, October, and then November, right? And they're all about a month apart. The issue is if you wait until score release to study, you've cut about half of the time you have in between tests. And the last two weeks before test day, ideally, is not about improvement. In an ideal world, the last two weeks before test day are about consistency, about trying to replicate the performance that you want to get on test day, right? Making sure you can get that score over and over again. You know exactly what mechanisms you're going to employ. And so if you are going into test day and you're not scoring one or two points above where you want to be, and you're just kind of hoping that you're going to squeak out the score that you want, you really, in my opinion, really should be studying through until score release. And if you end up getting the score that you want, great, right? It was two weeks of your life. But if you don't end up getting the score you want, you are setting yourself up to be in a much better position going into October. I had a student once who I worked with, and and all those conversations kind of reminds me of her because she was a chronic test delayer. Like she just consistently pushed back her test day a month, a month, a month, Mm. a month, a month. And what ended up happening with that is every time we sat down to work together, we were two weeks away from test day. So every single time we sat down to work together, it was like, okay, we've only got two weeks left. We're going to brush up on these very you know little things i'm not going to fundamentally change the way you approach your test because it's coming up and so we're going to brush up on these things and then you're going to take it 
And then every time we get to test day, she'd be like, I can't do this. I'm going to push it. And then she'd wait another two weeks. And then we'd be in the exact same position again leading up to the next test day. And we did this for like four test dates until finally I was like, we can't keep doing this, right? The last two weeks are not meant to yeah. be about, you know, this huge dramatic 10 point change. I'm sure some people have done that before, but it is by no means the ideal situation to be in. So if you can buy yourself just a couple of extra weeks to work on that improvement, and like Henry said, it does not have to be super intensive studying, right? Maybe you're just drilling your weakest section. Maybe you're just doing a full section every other day. Maybe you do a PT a week and just spend a lot of time reviewing it, right? Whatever that might be, you should not neglect the test leading up to score release unless you are one at your last testing cycle, right? Or your last testing session, you just can't take the test anymore. Or number two, you'd rather wait a year uh, than continue to test in this cycle. And I want to talk about that a little bit, especially with a lot of the people I've talked to leading into the August exam. Many people, what happens is at the beginning of summer, they decide, okay, I need to apply this cycle. I'm going to start studying for the LSAT and it's probably going to take me two months and it's probably going to be fine and I'll take it in August and I'll be good. How often does that work out for students, Henry, in your experience at least? Very rarely. Yeah. Right? Like we've talked a lot on this test about, you know, what it takes to study for this test and, and do really well. And if you're aiming for, you know, those 60s, 70s, those higher scores, two months typically is not enough time. So a lot of times students will get into August and realize I need significantly more time if I want to improve my score the way that I want to. Yeah. And then they'll just kind of be in this debacle of do I take October? Do I take November? Is that going to be too late? Are my schools even going to accept January? All of this. It's like, oh, I work full time or, oh, I'm in school. I just really don't have the time to dedicate to this right now. To those people who are really, really struggling to cram in the test this cycle, I raise you an extra year. Um, and I, I know you're raising them. I'm right. Like an option. Like I to that, I raise you an extra year, you know? Yeah. Like suggesting suggesting another year. I'm putting the possibility. I don't on know the if table. the poker analogy works here. The what? I just don't know. I don't know. If, uh, like, oh, I raise you. I, feel, I thought you were making a poker analogy. I feel like that doesn't Maybe work. that is where that comes from. I actually have no idea. It just kind well, of felt that, like the right thing to that, say yeah, in that moment. Yeah. Besides the point. It's like, it's like a counter offer. Well, maybe it, okay. You know what? Maybe it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. I am offering an extra Let us year, know. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, let us know. Send me an email. A lot of times people feel like, you know, if I don't go to law school this upcoming fall, I'm never going to go to law school. Or I'm never going to be a lawyer. It's never going to work out for me. And okay. all, you know, it's your life. You decide what schedule makes sense. You do what you want to do. But- if you can wait another year and have a score that is 10 points higher, the rest of your life will change for the better, right? You are mm -hmm. going to open doors to schools that you might not even thought you'd be able to apply to. Scholarship opportunities, right? Whereas you might have spent $300,000 going to law school, you might go for free. If you give mm -hmm. yourself that extra year instead of trying to cram in this test in this cycle or applying very, very late into the cycle. Now, for a lot of people... So what if you subscribe to 7 Sage Press Plus for another 12 months? <laughs> And you end up getting your dream job and going to your dream school. And, you know, you have the white picket fence and your life is really yeah. beautiful and everything works out. I mean, I just the LSAT is such a important factor to your law school application yeah. and can really change so much about what schools you can possibly get into, especially depending on what your GPA is. For a lot of the people I talk to, it's like if I could just shake you and tell you to wait one more year. Right. Just give yourself a few more months to study for this test slowly. Right. I'm not telling you, you need to sit here and study eight hours a day for the next 12 months for half an hour a day right yeah. i don't care just do it for the next six months you're gonna be way 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 better off uh than yeah. if you were trying to take this test in the next month yeah. what are what are your thoughts on that have you had those conversations before yeah yeah i mean that's what i, I usually i'm 
I tell people it's okay to take longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's okay to, to, to spend another year studying. It's okay to take three months later. It, I mean, it's like, it, it is a big deal in the sense that, yeah, it's your time. And there's probably things you'd rather be doing. Uh, but you have many more years of life. Well, it's for most of you, I, I know some, some, but most of you Henry. have many more years of life ahead of, I'm trying to be accurate in the phrasing here. Okay. <laughs> if I said all, I'd probably be wrong. Oh. Uh, but for most of oh you, um, there's many years of life ahead of you and you would be pretty, I don't want to say you would be better off, but like, I think you would be happier knowing you got the best, the score that is like best reflective of what you could do. Yeah. And you didn't put yourself on some sort of, I don't want to call it an artificial time constraint, but time constraint that doesn't really exist. Yeah. You know, it's not like, Oh, I'm 20. Like law schools are going to shut down in a year. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. There's an, a a maximum age for, for becoming a lawyer. Like, no, you you have plenty of time and it's far better to, I don't know. You know, I, maybe I'm biased towards just like trying to be the be- your best self, but I feel like it's far better to, to, so to really give, Henry, give, wow. give it your all. I'm not mushy gushy, okay? You know why are you settling for mediocrity, everyone? <laughs> That's where I thought I don't you care were how long go it takes, how, however many days it takes, whatever it takes yeah. to get that goal score. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a matter of, especially if you're planning on retaking or figuring out when your next test date is. I would really sit down and spend some time with yourself and decide. You know, what are my goals? What are the schools that I really want to go to? What are the schools that I could go to if I spent a little bit more time with this? And what's that going to cost? For some people, that trade-off isn't worth it, right? But I know so many people who burn themselves out and stress themselves out so, so much because it's, I need to apply the cycle and I also need to get a 180. And I also just started studying two weeks ago. And if I don't take it in October, my life is going to end. Yeah. Not all of those things are true, right? I yeah. wouldn't argue. It's like, it's like a pick two. Did you start studying two weeks ago? And do you want to get 180? Well, then you're probably not going to apply this cycle. Yeah. You know, if you want to get a 180 and you're applying this cycle, well, you probably didn't start studying two weeks ago. Yeah, that's very fair, right? You you can't have yeah. it all. And, you know, let me let me rephrase. Some people can probably have it all. Most of you cannot, right? I couldn't. You couldn't, Henry, right? Like most people are not able to, to cram this test in. So... All of that being said, I just want to kind of give some some closing notes about retakes and, and how you should be approaching them. If you can give yourself two testing dates in between retakes, I think that's almost always ideal. I think the August to September yeah. jump or the September to October jump, you know, I wouldn't expect to make a 10 point jump in a month. That's just a lot, you know. So if you're really yeah. trying to improve your score significantly, try to give yourself at least two testing dates uh, to get there. If you can, if time allows, you know all the other considerations that we just talked about in between yeah. that time. Like we mentioned, study through, you know, right after the test, give yourself a couple of days to relax, reward yourself, and then continue to study as if test day was just another prep test, right? Cause you have no idea what's going to happen on score release and you want to be prepared for any case scenario there. I will. I'll add too, right. If let's say you are scoring above your PT and you're taking your first test, I would still have, then I would sign up for the next testing cycle mm, right afterwards, that's fair. to be honest. Uh, even if you're doing, you, you want to have that option to retake the test, even if you don't end up using it. Yeah. If, you know, if, if money's not, you know, barring other constraints, I, I think in, in a vacuum, it's far better. Even if you're applying this cycle, right? Signing up, if you take an October, signing up for November, it's going to help you. Just in case. And, and, yeah. just, and just at least stress-wise, too. It's like you, you want to have, you want to give yourself that option just, yeah. just in case, right? Not saying it will happen, but just in case. But you never know what's going to happen, right? Like, you know, there could be proctor issues. You could have a bad day. You could get sick. Like. Yeah. 
Who knows? It's all stomach and that's a issues. Good point. What'd you say? Stomach issues. Yeah, you can have a stomach ache. God forbid, you know. And so I, yeah. I think that's a good point though. If you're very close to your goal score, maybe you don't have to wait two testing cycles. But if you're trying to yeah. really increase your score by a significant margin, and test days getting closer and closer, and you're just not there. Sign up for that test two test dates from then, you know, give yourself at yeah. least at, at least right. Preferably sign up even later than that to give yourself as much time as possible, but at least sign up for that test day. Now, um, the other thing I'll say as far as prep goes for retakes, it's makes sense in my head, at least to pick one to maybe three things that you want to change about the way that you're approaching the test. And they don't have to be huge things, right? But change something from retake to retake. You don't want to just be replicating the exact same study habits that you've had the whole time that have not gotten you to the score that you want it to. Otherwise, you wouldn't be retaking. You know, our last episode, we talked about a lot of different ways to approach how to answer these questions or order to answer them in just for the sake of switching things up. Try to have some concrete things that you're trying to improve on. Maybe you're trying to improve specifically on, you know, those one, two star logic games. Maybe you're trying to improve your speed on parallel flaw questions, right? Whatever it is have something very concrete that you're working towards because now you're past the point of I'm studying the test to learn the test and get the foundations down. No, if you're retaking, we've, we've done all that stuff. Let's move on and have something very specific that we're working towards. Yeah. Awesome. So any other closing notes or anything else you want to impart? No, it's going to be okay. (laughs) It is going to be okay. Keep studying. Keep studying. Yeah, probably. No, it's fair. You know, if it's not brutalizing your mental health, and if it is, take a little break, right? But, you know, depending yeah. on what your goals are and what you're working towards, the retake might make sense for you. I think the biggest question to be asking yourself is, is when you should be having this retake. And, and this episode isn't meant to kind of give you all the answers there. It's it's more so giving you the prompts to kind of think about those things, what's con- what considerations are important for you, and, and what you're really trying to work towards. And, and the last thing yeah. I'll say is if you did take August and you had proctor issues, I'm sorry. I know it sucks to prepare that much yeah. for a test and you think you're ready and you're all good to go and it doesn't work out the way that you want to. This is me saying, you know, I hear you. I see you. It's going to be okay. You'll retake and you'll do even better than you ever imagined. So it's a good thing. Also, sorry for you because I'm not. Henry <laughs> said you should have been ready. You should have known that was going to happen. <laughs> get it together. We're You're trying to be a lawyer now. Okay. <laughs> you're going to get people to not take the LSAT, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm being obviously I'm being facetious here, but you know, plan for plan for hope for the best, plan, plan for the worst. Yeah, absolutely. Give yourself enough time to to execute. It's not a failure if you go under your your PT score. Yeah, I did on my first test. A lot of people, yeah, especially people Everyone who does. score in the one seventies. You know, a lot of them it's not their first take. Right, retakes are are very yeah. very common. But hopefully yeah. that kind of gave y'all some some considerations, some things to think about about retakes. And if you have any questions specifically about your situation, you know where to find us. Feel free to reach out. Happy to chat. All right. Want to close this out? All right. Well, see you next week. See you next week. See you next week. Bye.